vaccines. And I'm tired of people saying it wasn't on vaccines. You're talking about one point nine trillion dollars COVID relief package spending that had nothing to do with COVID. You know that, Congresswoman. We're talking about 40 year high inflation right now. It's cutting into profits. It's cutting into people's lives that can't even go paycheck to paycheck. Seventy five percent of the country says we're going in the wrong direction, which is a major problem for this economy. Well, first of all, you know, I go to the gas station. I go to the grocery store, too. And we've got to do something. But I'm not going to apologize for trying to fix our roads because our infrastructure is the roads are not being fixed. The money is misallocated. And then there's a wide open border. Colored fentanyl is being used to target children. What are you going to do about the fentanyl poisoning in this country? Now we have to worry about Halloween because of this wide open border. Have you spoken to Joe Biden about it? Yes, I've talked to the president about it because I am really worried. What is his answer? What is his answer for the 100,000 people who have been poisoned by fentanyl? What is his answer for the 3 million people who are in this country on his watch illegally? What did he say to you? Okay, Marie, can we go like calmly? I didn't talk to him about immigration directly. I'm so you haven't spoken to him about the board. Fentanyl and, uh, fentanyl and drugs have been around a long time. My father. Fentanyl, fentanyl trafficking has accelerated substantially on Joe Biden's watch. We know this, and you know it's this. It's happened for years and decades in this country, and we didn't talk That's about it. That's not true. It happens every place. That's not true. Why weren't we talking about fentanyl two years ago? How many people I, do you I, know I, that I have died about, of fentanyl poisoning? I know too many people and members of my own family. So do I. So. They're dropping fentanyl all over Texas through drones. What are you doing about it? I'm meeting with the ATF today to discuss it. It's, Is your statement that the fentanyl problem did not get worse under Joe Biden? I, 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 what, we're all trying to work on the border. No what, one's what working on the border from the Democrat Party. Done? I do not we see anyone working on the open border from the Democrat Party. Years, no, we got to remember we have human responsibilities, too, to help people. What Maybe about Americans away. who are seeing their jobs go away? What about Americans, Americans who are seeing their health care coverage go away because they need money for the migrants? What Maria, about the impact on Americans? What about Michiganians? Hey, Maria, I didn't come on to have a screening match. Under the Trump administration, the border was secure and apprehensions at the border were at a 40-year low. They are now at a 20-year high. Because of the open border, we are seeing drugs poison American citizens. You know this and I know this. Will you please reach out to the president and ask him what his solution is to this wide open border and call us back. Uh, good morning. It is Saturday, 15 October in the year of our Lord 2022. Um, Maria, the great Maria Bartiroma, I think in the era of Kerry Lake and Tudor Dixon, I think I see a candidate in 2024 for a Senate uh, seat there with Maria Bartiroma. Absolutely epic. Absolutely epic. We need more of that. We need more of that in so many different places. Just incredible. I want to talk, okay, we're jammed today wall to wall. Uh, there's so much stuff going on in the weekend. We're trying to highlight it. The, we've got the 20th Party Congress, the Frank Gaffney big event. You got Joe Kent in a debate. You had the Herschel Walker debate last night, the big meetup uh, with Blake Masters and Kerry Lake in Arizona. We got candidates. We got analysis. We got economics. Alex Jones is going to join us. Todd Benson with these huge pieces in the um, in the um, New York Post. Um, so we're jammed wall to wall. New York Times today, I want to start off with New York Times. Um, just to let you know, we're at the cutting edge. The entire front page of the paper, the paper of record is basically our show. It's got everything from the collapse of the British government to the Xi's 20th Party Congress. But in the middle, in the middle, baby, the New York Times, the paper of record of our great uh, republic, has uh you said they're a couple of days late after the washington post remember the washington post had about the election deniers that were running and i want to tell you we have a huge one they have a whole map of the united states of the united states of america right there new york times and they have the red dots in every state of now wait for this this is a call to buried lead but this is quite important 
Remember, you've been election deniers and election deniers and election deniers and election deniers and insurrectionists and election deniers. New York Times headline, 2020 election, wait for it, skeptics. Ooh. You know why You know why they change the word skeptics? Because they know we're going to win on November 8th. There's a new sheriff coming to town. They can see the shadow of that sheriff right now. So all of a sudden, they're not election deniers anymore. They're election skeptics. And, of course, they have bigger numbers than the – they've actually done, I think, a more thorough job than the Washington Post. They actually have it at 370. So uh, over 370 candidates have voiced doubts about the results, and we have it all. And, of course, we've got some of the top skeptics who want to join us. But I want to go first. So we've got the fall of the British government, the uh, permanent uh, em- uh, emperor for life, she, the impact on your life, and the British is, is quite big. Uh, USA Today, to let you understand, we love being on the kind of the alerts, uh, the long-range patrol here for uh, the country, but they're catching up. I want to go to USA Today before I turn to our great uh, election team here, or the make people are going to close the deal and make sure the election is not stolen. Uh, if we pull up USA Today, USA Today, which is the nation's paper, they put it out all over, quite progressive and quite liberal, and they'd be hating on the war room. But uh, look at that headline. The headline in USA Today, the lead story, is about, guess what, $31 trillion face amount of debt. Talking about the number seems too big for people to actually uh, comprehend, but it's going to have a meaningful and direct and huge impact in your life very, very quickly, as we've been warning everybody. This just tells you how big these deficit fights are going to be, how big these capital markets fights are going to be, how much is going to impact your life. They calculate, I think that every, is it every voter, $93,000 in rising. Because behind the scenes in DC, and this is what this, uh, what the lame duck's going to be, it's going to be an orgy of spending because they got to pay off all their donors and they got to pay off all their lobbyists. And you're going to be at the forefront of that. Remember, in the war room, you're the head of the creditors committee. New York Post today has a story about how all of a sudden blue collar workers are now coming back in vogue, right? The material, material economy. There's a huge story about how all of a sudden blue collar voters, blue collar workers, what's happening with blue collar America is quite important. Um, you are the creditors committee because the country's bankrupt. The nation's bankrupt. It's obviously bankrupt, right? You're the creditors committee. Uh, and in fact, you chair the creditors committee. No deal can be cut without MAGA. They know that. In fact, today, uh, Axios, remember, Axios is the kind of um, the consensus, the Washington consensus. It's Mike Allen's site. Mike Allen being the guy that founded Politico. Then he left after they sold Politico. He left. And uh, and now he's at he founded Axios. That's another huge entity that he actually sold a huge stake in. It's the consensus. Lead stories from the great Jonathan Swan. Now, Jonathan Swan's an Australian that's become an American citizen. And Jonathan is... A, um, I think he's become an American citizen. I know he has his, 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 uh, his green card. I'm pretty sure he's going to become an American citizen. Jonathan is one of the top, if not the top political reporter, what I call kind of a beat reporter, follows politics in the country. He's got the lead story in Axios. Guess what? Kerry Lake. Kerry, the Democrats fear among everybody out there, they fear Kerry Lake overall because they think Kerry Lake's got the combination of the MAGA message and the combination of the, uh, charisma of Donald Trump and also the t- training of television. But I will tell Axios and David Axelrod and the people quoted in there, we have literally hundreds of Kerry Lakes 
in this campaign. You're going to meet a couple of them this morning. You've already met, but you'll meet them again. I want to go to uh, Melody Jennings. Uh, Melody uh, runs an organization, uh, Clean Elections USA. Melody, tell me, what is the purpose of your group? What inspired you and what actions are you taking now in what states? And uh, we're going to see about how people can come and rally to your cause. Tell us what you're working on. Yeah, thanks, Steve. It's an honor. Uh, we Really what inspired me was the idea of 2,000 Mules. It hadn't even come out yet, but I just was seeing the teasers <laughs> coming out over over the waves and said, hey, you know, it just really made me mad. And, uh, you know, we all knew something was wrong. But when I saw just the teasers of, of these people going up to boxes and, and feeling helpless, I can't do anything about Dominion Machines, I can't do anything about so many things. It's just, you know, Main Street Girl USA. But I can go look at one of those boxes and see and maybe monitor one of them, make sure nobody comes up there and steals, you know, stuffs these boxes. So I just threw it out on True Social one day and said, hey, we're there. We're supposed to be their boss, but they're stealing it. So let's get out there. Shifts of, you know, maybe two, three hours, 10 people at a time and just stand around them. Keep those mules from, you know, wanting to come up to the boxes. And it was just a simple thought and it just took off. I, I could tell you all the, you know, how it went viral, but it did. It went crazy. And so now, you know, starting just with a call out on true social, I don't even live in a state that has them, but I now have 18 states online. We, some of those states have now even gotten rid of their boxes, thank God, but we've got people ready to go in 18 states, uh, to go out on sh- in shifts and guard these boxes. And it's already happening. We, we actually tested it at primaries in Arizona, and uh, our crew took a picture, went viral all the way to the New York Times. Their heads started spinning. It was fantastic. So, uh, you know, we, we've we already been testing it, and now we've got people out there uh, on the ground and doing the work, and I, I could not be more proud. Um, tell us what uh, support you need. This is this is a call to action. I keep saying we know now with the shift, we see the numbers. Alex Agrassi, we're looking at numbers all day long in these races. These races always break, and people should understand this. Midterm elections are quite different than presidential elections. Midterm elections, I think, what, only 60% of the people vote. Uh, low propensity voters traditionally don't vote. The things still break about two or three weeks beforehand. You see the shifts. The shifts we're seeing now are massive. This is all going to get to two things. The get out the vote effort and make sure everybody gets out and owns their vote. And number two is securing that vote and make sure that uh, there's no nonsense. This is why Melody... You know, on, on these, and I keep telling people, you want a belt, a suspenders, and another belt, okay? Uh, so, Melody, you're saying in 18 states, walk through the key states that you think you, you need to be all over, and then I want to make sure the, the War Room Posse understands of where they can actually volunteer and be part of this, because it's, it's quite monumental. It is. Uh, so, the key states uh, really that we need help is Arizona, of course. Uh, Michigan. I'm in Michigan right now, and I could tell you some of the things I've been seeing. I literally have a picture of a Dropbox uh, nailed to a tree on private property. Wow. Um, so Michigan, uh, Ohio, Nevada, Colorado, um, Georgia went indoors, so I can't do much there. I need uh, Pennsylvania. I've only got a few counties, but big ones. Um, you know, the whole Northeast quadrant up in there, Connecticut, I need help in. Those are the big states I need help right now. Uh, we, the West Coast is going to be a little difficult for us to watch the boxes. We've got other things we need to do in California, Washington, Oregon, as you know. Um, but I, I'm in Michigan right now. What's up? I want to. 
Yeah, I'm going to go back through. Take your time and give me those key states again uh, for our audience okay. uh, that you need help on. Just to walk us through your li- your punch list. Michigan, Arizona, Colorado, uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. Um, see, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Uh, Colorado, Nevada, Nevada, hang on for a second. Nevada. I want I want to say I want to say Nevada. I want to say how important Connecticut is. Connecticut uh-huh. 2 and Connecticut 5 are in play. Uh, at least Stefanik in the strategy. We've punched through the, the wall of the Northeast. And remember, we're forcing the Democrats to defend those seats right now with their money. That's why they're pulling out of Pennsylvania. That's why they're pulling out of Arizona. Eli Crane is going to be a congressman. Tom O'Halloran's sitting there screaming. He's saying, I'm an incumbent and you're taking, you're not giving me any money to fight this kid. Uh, I'm going to lose. He's, he's, he's up front. He's not shy about this. He's saying, I'm going to lose to Eli Crane. And the reason is you're putting money into Ro- Rhode Island and Connecticut and New Hampshire to defend seats in New York State that should be defended easily. They're not. But in places like Connecticut, if we need people there, you got we got a chance to break that wall. And just like we did in the presidential election, remember, that we broke the blue wall of Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Politics has never been the same since then. We do this now in these House races. Trust me, it's not going to be the, the world will never be the same again. This is the way you get two thirds. This is the way you take a hundred or 125 seat majority in the House. It means a decade that they're out of power. It means AOC and these people quit and they go home because they understand for 10 years, 20 years, they're not going to have any power in the House because you're in the minority. You don't matter. Melody, how do people get to your site? I want to make sure everybody goes there today in these states. And even if you're not in a state, you want to volunteer and go to a state. Melody, how do they get to you? Absolutely. We are at uh, www.cleanelectionsusa.org. Cleanelectionsusa.org. That's where you can sign up. Uh, and I, and if I could, Steve, could I tell a couple of uh, the, the question that everyone asked me? Could I address sure. that? Because sure. the question that everybody yes, asked sure. me is, why don't we just use cameras? Why don't we, you know, there's, there's cameras on those. We don't need to watch those boxes. If you've been paying attention, there is no adjudication of cameras anywhere filming. Uh, we saw Georgia lose what billions of hours. We saw Bronovich literally say he wasn't given any of the footage when he was handed it twice by Greg Phillips and their team uh, through the audit. None of that happened. You've not seen any film ever adjudicated in a court of law from these things. It does no good. And the mules know this. They know that they can go up and it does not matter. A lot of times those cameras aren't even on. When we've got people around the box with iPhones, with you know Androids, with your own cameras, which is legal, by the way, we can video and we can take pictures. Mel- Melody, then- Melody, just hang her- Melody, hang her for one second. We'll take a break. I'm going to bring you back. Around the Great. box, Melody Jennings in the war room posse, not going to back up one inch. By the way, the Arizona's turned over to the federal authorities to go prosecute Greg Phillips in Through the Vote. Catherine Engelberg, next in the war room. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. MyPillow.com promo code War Room. You can't get it in big box. You can't get it at Walmart. You can't get it on home shopping. You know why? Because this exact topic we're talking about. Now the New York Times calls us. 2020 election skeptics. Isn't that pretty nice? No, New York Times, you can't run and hide for all the smears, everything said. You think this is related at all to Donald Trump's lawsuit against CNN? You think this might be a tell? 
All of a sudden, we're not election deniers. We're election skeptics. No, no, we're not skeptics. We're deniers. You can call us deniers because Trump won. Biden's illegitimate. The American people know it. It's you can tell by the numbers. It's uh, it's pretty straightforward. Let me go to make sure we don't remember. It's just like an M&A. The world I was in after uh, I got my MBA after the Navy is that you can win the deal, but it doesn't matter if you don't close the deal. You can get the deal, but you got to close the deal. We closed in 16. We didn't close in 20. It was stolen. Okay, so we have to close in 22. We can't, there's no, we have to both win it, which we're going to do, it's obvious, and then we have to close it. Melody Jennings has dedicated her life right now to the closing part of this, and that's to make sure that all votes don't count. Only legitimate, certifiable, chain of custody, legal votes of American citizens that are registered to vote in that area, and it can be certified. Melody, one more time, why do I need a bunch of people out there that the New York Times are saying a bunch of vigilantes. Why do you have a, have a bunch of vigilantes up there that, um, vigilantes that, um, that instead of just taking the cameras, because they're supposed to have cameras, I think, by state law, ma'am. Yes, the, the cameras will do us absolutely no good. They cannot be adjudicated, and we've seen that over and over again. And the mules know that. Uh, these cities and counties own these, this tape and they lose it or we just don't have it or it's too fuzzy or it's pointing at someone's feet. You know, all the person has to do, the mule has to do is scarf up. You can't see their face. So they know that. And, and I think that's part of their playbook is to make you go, there's nothing to see here and to give you a false sense of security, honestly. And, and you know, I, I have to do a shout out if I can to Team America, to the MG show. Without the MG show, I would not be in Michigan right now. And have tur- we've turned Michigan this week since I've been here. We're go- about to see a red wave go through here because of the people and the connections I've made because of the MG show, the authority can the gray, a lot of these people. And of course, I'm working with through the vote, uh, prayers up for them, but the cameras don't work. We've got to have people around these cam, uh, around these boxes. That's the only way the mules are going to say, Hmm, I don't think I want to be, I don't want to be doxxed. And they will, they will go away into the darkness. Perfect. Um, but even if they don't, we've got their picture. Canico the Great. This is this is somebody we won on a war room from day one. We want uh, we want Sundance over Conservative Treehouse, and we want Canico the Great. <clears throat> those would be the two big people. Said, well, don't you want all these big guys? I said, no, I want those two. Those are the two I want. Um, Red Wave. We got Karamo on deck. It's coming up. How do people? Once again, I want everybody. This is not going to cost you any money. We understand money's tight. This is all putting shoulder to the wheel. Where where? What site do they go to, Melody? CleanElectionsUSA.org. Come sign up. Doesn't cost you a penny. We don't want your money. Just come watch a box. Watch a box. Melody, do you have social media that we can follow? Absolutely. I am Trumper Mel on Truth Social. That's who I am, <laughs> Trumper Mel. <laughs> Such a troll. But this Such is bipartisan. Anybody can come watch a box. <laughs> so, that's right. If you're a Democrat, come watch a box. Melody, thank you very much. I tell you, I've got, I've got, Thank you. So fantastic. I got Rayla Campbell from Massachusetts. I got Christine Caramo. Let me play the Christine Caramo clip. I'm going to bring Christina and then Rayla in. Let's hear Christina's clip. And every parent has a right to object to the things their kids are being exposed to. But there is a breaking point. And the breaking point is this. The fundamental existence of school is not to learn about sexual pleasure, to not to learn about new sex acts. The fundamental purpose of school is to prepare our kids to be successful adults who can go off and have careers. And it is up to every parent 
to then teach their kids morality. It is out of the place for the school to do it, and I reject any notion that parents here are filled with hate or bigotry. The parents don't want their kids sexualized. If other people want to sexualize their kids, that's their business, not our... I want to bring in Christina Cromo. She's running Secretary of State in the, in the great state of Michigan. And from Dearborn, you're seeing a coming together of Christians and Muslims in Dearborn. They're not going to tolerate this stuff anymore, the pornography and the grooming in the schools. Uh, you're running for Secretary of State, but tell me about what the vibe up is in, um, in Michigan. I'm seeing a major, major turning here of people said, we're, we're not going to do this anymore. You're not going to destroy our children. Christina Caramo. Yeah, thanks, Steve, for having me on. You're absolutely correct, Steve. And just so the audience is there, what was in those books, Steve, I wouldn't even feel comfortable repeating to you in a private conversation. That's how filthy these books are. And then the people there were coming in supportive of books were just lying, trying to label these parents as bigots and attacking their Muslim faith as though that's the point. I don't care if a parent is atheist. As I mentioned, what was in those books, I would not even repeat to you in a private conversation. It was that filthy. And the agenda to sexualize our children is out front. And then these people lie and say it's about ensuring that we elevate LGBT voices. As a matter of fact, Steve, I believe it's an insult to the LGBT community that the only way we can teach people to be kind to them is by discussing explicit sex acts. That's absurd. These people clearly have an agenda. The parents of Dearborn, the parents of Michigan, the parents of America are not going to tolerate it. And so to your point, you will see a massive red wave, and this will be why, because people will not tolerate their children being sexualized. It's not happening. I, I've said this for a long time, and I think what's happening in Dearborn, Michigan, and, and the rest of Michigan is actually awakening this country, that people can come together. This is beyond politics. This is beyond politics. And, and, it's, it, and you're seeing the different faiths coming together to say no. You're not going to destroy the family and you're not going to weaponize our children against the parents. The parents have to be in charge. The parents, this yes, is about Steve, parental rights. Go ahead, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Steve, you're absolutely right. Because what's, what another thing, you know, as me and you, you and I are Christians and the folks there are Muslim. But one of the things we have very much agreement on is the foundation and the structure of the family. Now, other people have every right to agree with us on that. And that's fine. But we teach our kids certain beliefs regarding human family about human sexual behavior and then you're like you just mentioned they're turning their kids against the parents you want to sit there and teach the kids that people hold our beliefs our biggest not biggest we're just saying that this is what we believe god designed us to do and this is what we should do and i don't need to be afraid that when i send my kids to school i'm gonna have an educator teach my kids reject the word of god people don't people are not gonna deal with that and then by extension of that teaching the students that their parents are bigots and that they don't know what they're talking about. So now you're trying to turn a child against the parent. Well, if you study neo-Marxism, that's exactly what neo-Marxism They want to destroy the family structure. And one of the ways they go about doing that is by sexually corrupting the children and by turning the kids against their parents. Now, this was this was the French Revolution and this was Mao Zedong. This is the Cultural Revolution, the Red Guards. This is exactly what they did. Christina, give us an update. How's the race going? Because you're running against... Uh, people up there in Michigan, that ticket of governor, attorney general, and secretary of state may be, and I say this having studied this quite deeply, maybe the worst Democratic ticket in the country. Okay, and that's saying something. Uh, Those three have to be defeated. So how's the race going? You know, Steve, to your point, these people are so outrageous. There was uh, election integrity funding for FOIA data from September 2020 to regarding the November 2020 election. 
And Michigan is over 170,000 votes out of ballot. Let me explain what that means. For that means that there were 170 votes cast according to the Secretary of State, not attached to actual people. That does not happen. And so people in our people in running our state, Benson, Whitmer, and Nestle, they are criminals. I'm sure you're familiar with the story of that and how this company was storing servers, storing information from our election system on servers in China, and that our governor not only praised the company, but gave them $300,000 of our tax dollars. Also, thanks to 100% Fed Up, they reported that this company, Connect, the CEO, was also making campaign contributions to the clerk of Detroit and Debbie Stabenow. And all the employees of Connect donate money to Democratic elected officials. So this is what we're up against. We're up against a deeply corrupt state, and this is why Democrats around America, these people aren't liberals. Let's remember, these people are authoritarians. They are not liberals. They have been pumping millions upon millions of dollars in Michigan to take over our state. I have friends sending me pictures of flyers that are hit pieces about me, and the return address is Washington, D.C. So it is a massive fight in the state of Michigan. They're trying to take over Michigan. You look at what Whitmer did with the nursing home deaths. You look at how uh, Whitmer also denied hydroxychloroquine, which is a life-saving treatment that thousands of Michiganders died that didn't happen. This woman was still thirsty for power like the tyrant that she is. You look at Dana Nessel, who has threatened me with a felony for speaking truth about election fraud. She's trying to throw Matt Turno in jail. My opponent, Benson, is falsely claiming there will be uh, violence disruption on election day. And then when pressed by the media for evidence, she refuses to provide any police report. Who are these potential yeah. assailants? Because these women are criminals. So they're terrified of the red wave that's coming. What you saw in Dearborn just a piece of the puzzle that we see in this state where a lot of people voting Republican in November, these criminals are trying to protect themselves because they know once I, Colonel Dixon, take over Michigan, not in a tired way, we begin to be governor, attorney general, secretary of state, we get in office, we're going to ensure that the people of Michigan rights are protected, we're going to make sure the law is followed. We are full of law people. You have to follow the law. Following the law is about protecting the electorate from tyrannical leadership. And that's what we'll be doing as governor, attorney general, and secretary. Whitmer, Nestle, and Benson are the three most radical ticket in this nation. Okay. And Nestle is the attorney general that wants a, uh, a drag show, a drag queen in every school with these schools. She said it, not us. She said it. You got to count a, a Dixon, DePerno, and Caramo. That's team America. Christina, how do people get to your site? Where do they go to find out more information about you and help you in the campaign? Yeah, ChristinaCaramo.com, Christina with the K, Caramo with the K. And also, we have a series called Benson's Dirty Deeds. Benson's Dirty Deeds. If you go to the top of our website, this white banner, and we go over all of the evidence. This isn't just us talking. This isn't hyperbole while we call them criminals. Go to my website, Benson's Dirty Deeds, and we go over evidence of Benson's corruption. We are releasing a new video Monday through Friday, every day, something illegal or unethical Benson does. That is evidence that this woman needs to be removed from office. Christina Caramo is on fire in the great state of Michigan. Your next Secretary of State. Short break. Ms. Campbell next. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we got a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot happening. We're trying to move everything down the, you know, down the field. We're moving the chains here in the war room this morning. The great Alex Jones is going to join us in a minute. But Alex, we're going to get Alex on to talk about um, some geopolitics, 20th Party Congress.
uh, meeting tonight. Frank Gaffney and the team. It's going to be on Real America's Voice. Uh, we're going to do it live from Dallas. A, a, a group of our um, contributors and people from the Committee on the Present Danger are going to do a live show. It's going to be live, and it's going to be focused on what's happening in Beijing on Sunday morning as the 20th Party Congress kicks off. It is uh, making Xi emperor for life. Also, Xi, as we have analyzed, is going to be much more aggressive in his actions. And this is the, the issue about, um, about uh, Taiwan and about going from economic warfare and information warfare and cyber warfare to now, which is unrestricted warfare, to actually go to kinetic war. Reuters is reporting, catching up with the war room. Reuters reports this morning that the CCP is saying that they have the right to use arms to, quote unquote, defend Taiwan. Uh, so it is uh, we're hurtling towards not just a financial uh, abyss and an economic abyss. Uh, we are also hurtling towards a geopolitical abyss. And this is what you have um, when you have an illegitimate regime. Remember, New York Times, we're not I, I want the New York Times to understand just because Trump came after CNN for what, five hundred billion dollars or excuse me, five hundred million dollars, half a billion dollars. It's not going to get you off the hook. You can't now pivot and call Fincham and Karamo and War Room and uh, and uh, Boris and all these election officials, uh, you know, Fincham and Marchant, all the great team is out in New Mexico today. We hope to track some of those guys down at the big election integrity. Project. We're not skeptics. We're, we're not skeptical. We are deniers. We are. We claim that we are deniers because Biden did not win the 2020 election. We're going to prove that. We're going to adjudicate that on national TV uh, during the uh, the hearings, the real J6 hearings, when um, actually the Democrats will be in the minority. And I think a minority, I, I tell you right now, folks, the way I look at this thing, I think the Democrats could have as little as 150 seats in the next Congress and maybe less. This is what we have uh, to do. If we pull it off in the next three and a half weeks, right? If we pull it off and converge all the forces and do all the get out the vote, and this is all on your shoulders, right? All the get out the vote and have the exact same time, the election integrity apparatus we've got. We understand it ain't perfect, but I think it could be pretty good. Um, you could shatter, as I keep saying, the, the Democratic Party is a national political institution as a national political institution. And I mean, all the way from the school boards, what you've just seen from the school boards in Dearborn, Michigan, you have Muslims and Christians coming out. Do we have Alex Jones? Okay, I want to bring in the great Alex Jones. Alex, the reason I want to get you on this morning, I understand you've had all this other stuff going on, and obviously it's making international headlines. I don't want to discuss any of that. I, I, I got to get I got to get me some Alex Jones on what Alex Jones's wheelhouse is, and that is just not politics and and where MAGA's going and, and the sense of this country from working class and middle class Americans. But it's kind of coming off your book, The Great Reset. The war for the world. We're clearly hurtling towards a financial, economic, and now geopolitical crisis. Uh, you you understand geopolitics, and I tell people if you don't think that, just get the book. If you get the book, The Great Reset, and read it, uh, if and there's a lot of great reset books coming out, and a lot of them are fantastic. I think Alex's is the best, and I say this as a guy that's written a preface for a couple of the other books that are very good. And next week. Uh, with Mike Walsh and the team, I think it will be at, at Hillsdale, one of the Hillsdale branches in a, in a panel talking about their amazing book that they're putting out. So t tell me, how important uh, is it? You, you're, you're in Texas. How important is it for Texans about what's going to happen in Beijing on, on Sunday morning? Why would anybody in Texas, in the Rio Grande Valley, in, in San Antonio or in Dallas, Houston, why would they care 
what Chinese, uh, what these Chinese politicians or Chinese leaders are doing in Beijing on starting on Sunday morning, Alex Jones? Well, they should be extremely concerned, just as concerned as when Adolf Hitler uh, basically transferred himself from being elected into becoming a dictator and then promised to launch a new world war. Xi Jinping is being elected by obviously the party itself, a dictatorship, a oligarchy, a, a, a communist elite to be dictator for life. And he's much more hardline as going back to Mao, uh, who was just as hardline and just as insane and just as murderous. And as you know, Xi Jinping uh, was part of pillaring his father and his family in the struggle sessions where they were beat up and physically attacked and told they were scum. Uh, he went along with the party when they beat his uh, family members, some of them to death. Uh, and so this guy's a party member of the party member, literally uh, a monster of biblical proportions. And he has said that China is at war with the United States. He's also penetrated and basically gotten control of the upper echelons of the Democratic Party. They set up their Confucius organizations that Trump was shutting down that funnel billions of dollars over the years into taking control of the faculty departments in places like the University of Texas that the FBI even admitted, basically run by the communist Chinese. They've infiltrated big tech. They're stealing all our technology. Uh, and so our number one enemy in the new world order and the Great Reset is communist China that is allied with big tech, allied with the American left, and even allied with Russia. And I'm not against Russia. I don't want war with Russia. But that just shows how China, communist China, with Xi Jinping being made dictator for life uh, coming up in the next few days, has their tentacles into literally everything and take the lobbying to shut down oil drilling in the United States or shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Communist China is amongst the top groups lobbying for that. So they have cheap energy and we don't. So factories have to move there. Same thing with Saudi Arabia lobbying to shut down U.S. drilling and U.S. pipelines uh, so that we have to get oil from them. It's the same story over and over and over again. And so almost all of the solar panels and electric car batteries and parts, over 85% are made in communist China. They're, they're saying let's go up to about 90%. If you strategically look at the fact that 40 years ago, China controlled maybe 2% of rare earth minerals. Last number I saw out of the Financial Times of London with a UN estimate is they control 97% of the world's rare earth minerals that are essential for every watch that's digital, every computer chip, every car piece, uh, every thing in your cell phones, uh, your smartphones. So literally, the globalist David Rockefeller on record with Mao Zedong positioned China to basically take over the world and be the authoritarian model. How do I know this? I read David Rockefeller's book, Reflections, where he brags about it. Uh, I read uh, uh, David Rockefeller's own statements when Mao Zedong died in the 70s in an op-ed in the New York Times, bragging that communist China's model of control and state-run uh, communism slash fascist capitalism would be the model of the world. I saw Obama six months before he left office do that world tour. He, when he was in Latin America, he'd been in Africa saying to Africans, you can't have cars or air conditioning, uh, but he can. But then when he was in Latin America, he gave the same speech over and over again to the young elites at, at different political and law schools. People can pull these clips up. Stephen, I know you'll remember. He said... Listen, we have a merger of communism and capitalism. We want some communist countries and some uh, so-called capitalist countries, but we want capitalist groups above that that control 
uh, those different states. And so you'll be the communist elite, he, he told the law students, that are actually rich, powerful billionaires that then rule over the rest of slaves. He said it in uh, a little bit more veiled terms, but that's what it was. So China has been set up as the juggernaut to exploit their people and enslave the world and to dominate and deindustrialize America. And that evil globalist combination has brought us close to our knees. But the minute we wake up to it, as you did and Donald Trump did and helped wake up America, when just four short years, despite amazing insider attacks and the whole deep state, America came surging back and the whole world wanted us to be open for investment. The whole world, not globalist control, but individuals and, and, and medium-sized and large companies flooded back in and crime imploded and the border was controlled and we surged in our factories and wages exploded and savings exploded and it was like somebody flipped a switch back on because the New World Order, the Great Reset, the Build Back Better, in the words of Buttigieg, the Transportation Secretary, in the words of the Energy Secretary, uh, they've all said we could lower gas prices, but we're not because this is a transition. Sorry, it's painful. Go buy an electric car. They said that to the average person making $45,000 a year when the average electric car costs $79,000 a year and costs twice as much to fill up with electricity. So again, it's this let them eat cake uh, alliance of the communist Chinese, the nouveau riche left, the America-hating Hollywood, the uh, EU globalist authoritarian scum, the, the leftovers of the old Soviet Union that just migrated in politically out of the Eastern Bloc in, into the European Union. But the good news is with Bolsonaro and with Trump and with uh, – Georgia Maloney and, and uh, the, the new conservative leader in Canada, everybody's surging. People are talking about the Great Reset. They're talking about the New World Order. They're talking about Bill Gates. They're talking about Klaus Schwab. They're talking about the war room and Steve Bannon and, and Alex Jones. And, and so thank God, and this is the good news, as negative as things are, yeah, the communist, globalist, Chinese New World Order model is against us, but the minute humanity, no matter where you are, whether you're in Nigeria or whether you are in Mexico or whether you're in Germany or Russia or Japan or the good old U.S. of A. or Canada, we all face the same enemy. And that's why watching you hammer the Great Reset, hammer the Build Back Better, hammer the WEF, and, and now others are hammering it as well. You and I, we're not taking credit, but the listeners need to take credit. You and I, together with the warm and others, have triggered the chain reaction with Tucker Carlson and others to now the dominoes are falling and people know they're in a war, they know they're under attack, and they know it's the globalists making them poor and destroying them. And the minute that goes to even 30 40%, which we're on the tipping point right now, it will explode into the majority worldwide. There are protests from Sri Lanka to the European Union to the UK to Canada to the US by the millions against the WEF, against the New World Order, against the globalists. So they've been caught flat-footed. They thought they'd sneak this thing in, but humanity's waking up fast. And that's why this incredible Communist Party Congress to install him officially as dictator for life is so important because they know their communist superstate is on the verge of collapsing. All the numbers show that. Their, their state-run real estate market's imploding. Uh, people are waking up to them. Jobs are flooding out of China into the U.S., even though Biden's tried to shut it down. And so the globalists need to prop up their dictator, their strong man, to finish off America, but they're not going to do it. Uh, by the way, I want to get back. We got about a minute and a half here. I'm going to tee this question up for your initial response. We'll bring you back over the break. Um, the uh, chip industry is rapidly trying to bring the chip industry back here to Texas, to Arizona, to Ohio, all red states. 
is it we've had we've been at information war at cyber war at economic war they've been attacking us is this going to given your military and intelligence contacts give me a minute on this on this side are we rapidly heading towards a kinetic war in the south china sea and around taiwan either air blockade or a naval blockade alex jones i totally agree with you from my own research your research and sources i mean i can tell you the pentagon expects in the next six months to a year for a blockade at least and then they're going to activate their undercover forces, as you know they have in Taiwan, to begin the overthrow that way. If that fails, they've already inserted paramilitary groups that will just incrementally, kind of like Russia, incrementally turned up the heat in Ukraine, and then just suddenly there's Chinese troops in the streets of Taiwan. I don't see a frontal assault, but I see a blockade. I see an encirclement. I see siege uh, taking place in the next six months to a year, even as early as a, a month from now. As soon as, in fact, why would they be making him dictator if they weren't getting ready to go to war. And they've said, we're making him dictator because we're going to war. So I think you answered your own question there, Steve. Okay, we're going to take a short break. Alex Jones is going to join us on the other side. The Mirror newspaper in London is reporting that the mullahs in Iran have set the Revolutionary Guard to Ukraine on the site of Russia as the Chinese Communist Party actively tries to consolidate the Eurasian landmass. Alex Jones will walk us all through it next in the war room. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, when everybody up on Getter, you get the full immersive experience. Remember, tonight on Real America's Voice and Getter, and Getter, we're going to be doing commentary of all the different contributors. We've got a, a two-hour kickoff special. We're going to uh, bust into the opening of the Chinese Communist Party 20th Party Congress, the Chinese Communist Party 20th Party Congress, where they're going to uh, deem um, Xi emperor for life. To go back, Alex Jones is our guest. To go back to what Alex said, remember in the 90s when the, when the uh, Tiananmen when they had the put the Statue of Liberty, Lady Liberty in, in Tiananmen Square, when you had, and that was all over China, right? The Chinese youth standing up, Miles Guo, all these guys standing up and say, we're not going to take this anymore. We want a free country. Well, like we see what's happening over in Eastern Europe. Uh, 20 days or 30 days after that, remember, Alex, General Skullcroft went over from uh, Bush, uh, you know, Bush 41, sent him over there to tell the CCP, hey, we got your back on this. Just calm the thing down. We got your back. We're going to get you in the WTO. We're going to get your most favored nation. You're going to be the manufacturing powerhouse for this. It was Bush said the new world order. And it was going to use the slave labor of China. Lao Beijing were always going to be deemed as slaves. And the American elite, the Wall Street elite, the city of London elite, Frankfurt, all of them were in on it. You know, Davos hadn't really kicked off yet. But it was that mindset that did it of the globalists. They were looking at China and they understood with the Chinese Lao Beijing slave labor, labor, uh, labor uh, costs throughout the world. Wages would never be able to rise for working class people. You would always have the excess capacity to be able to export. That was China's biggest export. Its biggest export actually is its excess capacity of its state owned industries to drive down wages everywhere. That's why there hasn't been there hasn't been a wage increase in this nation for working class people except for the years of Trump since 1972. 
hasn't been a real wage increase over an annual basis. Alex Jones, uh, talk to us about that, about that group that put it together. And now we're seeing the reverse of that. The Chinese Communist Party, Pakistan, the mullahs in Iran, Turkey, and, and Russia consolidating the Eurasian Correct. landmass. The Mirror, the Mirror newspaper this morning is reporting in London that the Revolutionary Guard, certain elements of the Revolutionary Iranian Revolutionary Guard, which is the palace guard in the paramilitary operations of the mullahs, is fighting in Ukraine on the side of the Russians, sir. This is a disaster, but I mean, just showing your gravitas, what you just said in two minutes, you could teach a college course on real geopolitics in the world on the two minutes you just introduced me. If if you go back to David Rockefeller and the Globalist Trilateral Commission New World Order Plan, I thought Nixon was a great president except for his opening up China, but it was David Rockefeller who sent George Herbert Walker Bush who'd been the head of the CIA to China as the U.S. ambassador to make that deal in the early 1970s, 1972, 73, with Mao Zedong to complete this whole project that we've seen. And then again, David Rockefeller wrote multiple books on it. The Chinese have written books on it, the Chinese communists. This is the real world. This is this is on record what happened. And so when Ross Perot talked in the early 90s about NAFTA and GATT saying it's a giant sucking sound, out of Canada, into the U.S., into Mexico, and then into China, it, it took the floor out on the lowest wages in the world with the excess you know, billion slaves, the poor Chinese people, amazing, smart you know, people that would turn the world you know, on fire with production and liberty and freedom if they were given a chance and not put under the yoke of communism. Instead, they literally chained uh, hundreds of millions, back then close to a billion, now 1.5 billion people under this 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 less than one tenth of one percent communist party that uses them like slave robots with the slave factories and the suicide nets and and, and all the rest of it. So this is a public project of the new world order, of the Great Reset, to deindustrialize the West, have those middlemen that Trump talked about, a few hundred individuals in the West, going back to Herbert Walker Bush and, and, and James Baker and all the rest of them, who would then have that deal to exclusively be able to uh, authorize with a letter of, of, of Mark, basically, who was allowed to go do business in China on a massive scale and who wasn't. And so once they had that robot revolution, because they want robots to replace humans, period, right now. Well, they saw the Chinese slaves as the original robot, and they've basically almost conquered the world using the blood, sweat, and tears, and souls of hardworking Chinese people uh, with super high IQs, beautiful souls, amazing people uh, that, again, are a boon to the world, but instead, they are now a captured slave of this evil regime being used against us, and a weapon being used against us. That's why we got to free China. People can't say, well, it's 15,000 miles away. Why do I care? It's a small world. The slaves in China aren't just, you know, in God's eyes, beautiful human beings that should be freed. Yes, we should support them. Just the right thing to do. But they're being used to undercut and destroy the entire world and have a huge sucking sound, putting us into a black hole uh, of uh, financial slavery. So we must Free China to free the world. They, uh, Kennedy said and Eisenhower said, as Texas goes, so goes America, so goes the world. That's not true anymore unless it's Trump in office. So China goes, so goes the world. So as the Chinese worker or, or slave laborer on average, as that slave goes, the world goes. Those human beings are the absolute front line of human liberty. We must bring down the CCP. 
Alex, I'm going to ask you to hang through uh, for a second. If you can hang through to the A Block, and I've got Mark Fincham, I've got Rayla Campbell uh, running for Secretary of State in New York. Remember, the New York Times, or excuse me, in Massachusetts, the New York Times today calls us not deniers anymore. We're 2020 election skeptics. You think Trump's lawsuit for a half of a, a billion dollars at CNN, you think it's got anybody in the uh, legal department, the general counsel of uh, for the family that owns the New York Times saying, hey, maybe we should just call them skeptics now. Maybe we shouldn't call them deniers anymore because they're going to take power in three and a half weeks. And maybe there's going to be some payback. Alex Jones is going to join us on the other side. We're absolutely jammed in the second hour talking about the 20th Party Congress, how it's going to impact your life. Also, we've got economics, capital markets. Uh, Frank Gaffney's going to join us. I think we're trying to get track down Tom Fitton. Tom Fitton's got a massive story breaking about the Gates Foundation, the business with the CCP. But to Alex Jones, we said in World War II, the Russian people and Lao Beijing, the Chinese people were the greatest allies, not their leaders, not the leaders, not the leaders of China and not the leaders in Russia. OK, we left them to that after the war. But the Chinese people took the brunt of the Imperial Japanese Army assault, just like the Wehrmacht was absorbed by the Russian people. The valor and courage of the Americans, we will have lost millions of people. It was not for our true allies, the Russian people and the Chinese people. Always remember that. Not their leaders, but the people. We all fought to uh, destroy fascism, right? In the 1940s. That alliance may be put back together in the 2020s, next in the world. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. 
Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM Health, all one word, WARROOMHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.